Well, I think we all knew once Kyrie Irving decided to demand a trade that it was going to make the trade deadline that much more interesting. Well, KD has officially been traded, making the trade deadline just so much more interesting than what we thought it was going to be. You remember when we thought this trade deadline may be quiet? We're going to talk about that trade and more right after this. Thank you for tuning in to the number one place for your daily basketball fix, NBA Central. Hosted by the one and only CEO Hayes. All right, basketball fans. So, <laughs> late last night, after so many other deals, the Lakers deal went down in which it's probably Rob Polinka's best move to really put the Lakers in a great position. The Brooklyn Nets, who have been reevaluating kind of their situation and talking to KD to see exactly what was going to be the outlook of that team and what they're going to do after Kyrie Irving got traded away. Well, we found out now Kevin Durant is going to the Phoenix Suns, and he goes to the Phoenix Suns in a deal that's, I, listen, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first-round picks that are that are unprotected in 2023, 25, 27, and 29 go to the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant and T.J. Warren. Now, the T.J. Warren for Jay Crowder swap is a pretty even swap, but then when you look at the fact of adding Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and they keep DeAndre Ayton, the balance of power in the Western Conference just changed in a big way, and I don't say that to quote Dwayne Johnson. Yes, I do. But so now when you look at the Suns right now, they sit at 30 and 26 on the season. That's 56 games with with, with, with under 30 games left on the season. They are going to now, they're already on a three-game winning streak. They've been 8 and 10, I'm um, 8 and 2 in their last 10. You now add Kevin Durant to that, and they now have to be the favorites to win the Western Conference. And, you know, when you look at teams like the Memphis Grizzlies, the Denver Nuggets, uh, the teams that were the two top teams in the Western Conference before this trade, those teams now, with less than 24, just a few hours left in the trade deadline, may be looking at what deals that they can do or make to try to keep up with that balance of power shift. I don't know if it's going to be able to be done at this trade deadline, but especially when you're looking at maybe the Toronto Raptors possibly blowing up their roster to a degree. Some of these other teams may be looking now and scrambling to say, what can they do? Now, the, the Memphis Grizzlies is a little bit different. That is a well-balanced young team that in a couple of years, just with growth, could, could, could just be a monster in the West. But Jokic, one of my favorite players and a player that it almost seems like it's he's never going to win a ring. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, it just that trade just sends them into just a, a, such a different level now that I don't know if people were expecting. I, I, and it's funny because me and Bobby just did an episode yesterday in which we talked about the trade deadline and we talked a lot about the potential of a KD trade and we were both of the mindset of, you know, the Nets may just wait and kick that can down the road until the next offseason because you just never know, right? Because, you know, trying to scramble and get a deal worth, uh, you know, a player of that caliber this soon doesn't always work out. Well, they got it done. You now look at his starting lineup for the Phoenix Suns of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Torrey Craig, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. That is a monster. They still have Sabine Lee coming off the bench. Damian Lee, now TJ Warren also in there. Uh, Dar uh, Dario Sark, who, you know, hasn't really played much for them, but that is that is a, a monstrous lineup. And, you know, you still have Chris Paul at point guard to try to work, uh, to try to figure it all out. Devin Booker is out right now with the injury as well. And, you know, you're bringing in Kevin Durant. So, you know, that's definitely going to help with that. Um, so, listen, this is monster. This is crazy. Um, 
this has been such an interesting trade deadline. Kyrie made his debut with the with the Dallas Mavericks last night, and by, by the end of the game, he was asked about it and just said that he's glad that KD got out of there. Me and Bobby in that same episode just talked about the ownership of Joe Tsai. And, you know, this offseason when KD made his initial trade request, how he kind of just looked at it and said, oh, no, I, I hear you, but cool. No, we, we riding with what we have. And, and, and just a few months later now, Kyrie and KD are both gone from the Brooklyn Nets. And this really shifts the the the, the outlook in, in the Eastern Conference as well. A team that I had said after the Kyrie trade, I expected to drop down definitely into that play-in. But you expect now for the rest of this season, they're probably going to be out on the outside looking in completely. Um, but wow, this is this is a monster trade. Uh I I, I and I know I keep saying that, but I don't want to overlook just how in how crazy the fact that this trade went down and how quick it came together. Now, the Brooklyn Nets who already had sent out quite a bit of their own first-round picks to Houston. Uh, Houston really owns a lot of the uh, Brooklyn Nets' upcoming picks unprotected as well, so I think it was highly important for the Brooklyn Nets to get those picks and get them unprotected. Now, they're not going to be high-level picks, especially if KD ends up re-signing and staying in Phoenix long-term. With that roster, you're not expected for those picks to be very high picks, but at the end of the day, like, yes, the Suns pay a huge price to get Kevin Durant. But this is a franchise that never has won a championship, that that really, you know, got into that championship level by trading for Chris Paul. And it seemed like, and you know, I had a video on this channel not too long ago and talking about, is it time for the Phoenix Suns to start planning for a future without Chris Paul? Well, now, regardless of that future, you can you have a potential of locking in Kevin Durant, having him in your franchise for a long time to pair with your young studs in DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. And then even if DeAndre Ayton does eventually want out, you, you can't work out it. You know, you know that, that 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 tension there becomes too much to where you maybe have to move on from him. You still can get another heck of a package and try to rebuild on the fly in many ways for the Phoenix Suns. This is just a great deal for the Suns for the now and for the future. That's it. That's that's what it is. And so, you know, yeah, and, and the Brooklyn Nets in this deal don't get it's not a bad deal for them. I actually like this deal a lot for them. When you look at unprotected first round picks. Unprotected first-round picks are highly important because you know you're getting those regardless, right? So you can plan for those. Even if, you know, you, the, the Brooklyn Nets use those picks to move on and do some other things down the line, you now have a a, a nice young forward combo, Cameron, Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges. I like both of these players. You add them to Ben Simmons, who, you know, they've already said Ben Simmons is probably going to be a point guard going forward or that pushes him to the bench. Spencer Dinwiddie is a nice, solid piece as well. Nick Claxton, you still have a nice young player in him that, that's probably going to be in your system for a while. While, of course, it doesn't mean it means that the Brooklyn Nets are, are not going to be this championship favorite or even a favorite in the Eastern Conference overall, but you do have a nice, solid roster now of players that you can use going forward. So, you know, this is, again, I, the Phoenix Suns still won this deal, right? This isn't like the Los Angeles Lakers deal in which I say kind of all teams got what they want. I mean, I guess in a way the Brooklyn Nets got what they want as well, but you know, and they still have young players that if that roster construction doesn't go, you can move Cam Johnson, you can move Mikael Bridges. They're going to be teams, especially now with the balance of power shifting, and you have those teams in the East that are going to be looking to compete. That maybe you do look at a Cam Johnson moving to Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges to see if you can get even more first round picks. The Brooklyn Nets can now be the Utah Jazz of the East, meaning a spot in which hey, we got some of this talent. Playoff teams, if you guys want this talent, hey, do a deal with us. We just need a couple of firsts, 
right? Match contracts, we need a couple of firsts. Going to be interesting to see what, how this continues to happen, but the balance of power has definitely shifted considerably, and let's see where everyone ends up shaking out. But it's right now, I would have to say that the Phoenix Suns have to be the favorite to come out the Western Conference. You guys can let me know what you think down below. Make sure you're following the show also at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. But that is it. Love you guys, man. Go basketball fans. It's about to be an interesting day, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.